and welcome back to Pass It to Patrick, the sports podcast where we discuss everything sports-wise. And we're back from a two-week hiatus because we have been getting some intro music ready, sound effects. What do you guys think of the new intro song? Please leave a review, leave it on my social media platform of what you think. I am excited about it. I love it. It's a good beat. You know, speaking of beats, Brooklyn's got a lot of beats. We're going to talk a little bit about Brooklyn today. We're going to talk a little bit of NBA, a little NFL. You know, I really want to start out with this story because... Speaking of Brooklyn, Kevin Durant, and everything that's going on with them, it's a crazy NBA playoff. I've been away for two weeks, and it just doesn't stop. I mean, the Phoenix Suns are rolling, all these teams are rolling, but it's interesting about uh, Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. We never see super teams win year one. We're going to see them rebound, I believe, and they're going to come back, and they're going to be better. Kevin Durant was amazing. He was amazing in these NBA playoffs. What he did, I mean... He showed up a lot of guys who we thought were, you know, top tier, but it just shows there's no guarding Kevin Durant. There's no guarding him. He's huge. He's seven foot and he can shoot from anywhere. I don't know how you guard him. The criticism of Kevin Durant, and I've had a few of them personally, uh, you know, maybe he's a little sensitive and things like that, but you know what? I don't know him as a person and he is an amazing talent. So I do think he has some areas to work on, you know, but overall the guy is um, all-star every year. He's come back from an injury that everybody thought, you know, would be it. You know, he's old. He doesn't, he, that injury, nobody comes back, but modern medicine, science, everything goes into it and a strong work ethic. So Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets, let's first start off the show by giving them a big round of applause because what they did, uh, was pretty incredible. Uh, coming together with those injuries and winning, winning as much as they did with not playing with each other, I think is the most impressive thing. But it's very interesting because I think by them losing, the NBA won. Because the NBA did not want the the AAU, uh, Brooklyn Nets, get everybody on the same team with talent. Even though that did seem like it was winning at first, it wouldn't have been good for the NBA. First, the game management and uh, different things like that, it wouldn't have been good for it personally. And so I think the NBA was happier with the results that they, you know... Uh, got bumped in the playoffs. I think they were happier with that. But overall, what they did was impressive. Uh, You know, Chris Bosh came out, and he said that Brooklyn Nets' big three would beat the Miami Heat big three in its prime. Uh, They're very good. They're very good. That's honestly a debate you could have, something you could seriously have. But kudos to the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant also showed up, uh, why he's the number one talent uh, in the league so far. Um, still like there's still some criticism surrounding Kevin Durant, but the way he plays, how can you criticize the guy? I mean, come on. It's, it's incredible. Uh, so I want to kind of jump over to the NBA playoffs because speaking of the NBA playoffs, we still have a lot of good teams in the NBA playoffs. My God, did you see what DeAndre Ayton did, uh, the other night, the alley-oop inbound under a sec, under a second left. I forget what it was, but. Uh, everyone was confused. You know, this series, this series is a good series. If you're a Clippers fan, Phoenix fan, you are enjoying this series. But something I want to talk about is don't count people out before the job is done. Because that's exactly what Kobe Bryant said. Job's not done. They were up 2-0. Job's not done. And that's exactly the mentality that the Phoenix Suns need to have. Because the Clippers have proven they can be down. 0-2 and come back and win it. 
you know? So I, I don't believe that everyone should start celebrating in Phoenix just yet. Still some work to do. Still a lot of work to do. A big win for them, emotional for the the Phoenix Suns, young guys. They're they're hyped. They're ready to go to the next uh, next game and get it done. But I really think that veteran leadership of Chris Paul will be important. I hope they get him back uh, for the uh, next game. I personally think uh, it's going to be um, game changing if they do because he he provides something. Uh, for that team, uh, that veteran leadership, and I, I, the Phoenix Suns are an amazing team, and I love what talent they have. But you need that anchor to keep you grounded because you're gonna go to LA, gonna be loud, Staples Center Clippers fans. You're gonna get you know everything thrown on you again, and you're coming off a high, so you gotta you know put your head down and uh, get to work. And I think no other guy will inspire those guys like Chris Paul. But the Clippers don't count them out. Because, you know, playoff Paul, he had some bad, bad games. And, you know, he missed. I'm going to be a little critical here of Paul George because those free throws were so important. And this team needs Kawhi. They really do. Because what I'm seeing so far with the Clippers, it's a roller coaster, man. It's a roller coaster. Credit to Ty Lue because he's playing all his guys. I mean, Terrence Mann, you know, he had a game last series. He He's playing all his guys. And so credit to Ty Lue because he's actually being a great coach and strategizing and utilizing all of his talent on his bench. But you still need those superstar performances. And so far, you know, Paul George, amazing talent, but he is just not... He's so up and down. He's like a roller coaster. You don't know what he's going to give you. You don't. Those free throws, he just needed to make one of those. Just make one. And he missed both. And you can't do that in the NBA. You know, gosh, you you can't do that. He's not Ben Simmons, and we're going to talk a little bit about Ben Simmons and his struggles a little bit later. But I, I, I just think that the Clippers, they really need Kawhi Leonard back. Because otherwise, this roller coaster is just going to keep going out of control. It's going to start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. And you're just going to need, you know, that get a stop, get a bucket guy. Kawhi Leonard provides that. And I think if they can get Kawhi Leonard back, uh, that'll, that'll help them uh, a lot, uh, quite a bit. So, you know, we're going to see what happens with uh, that series. Kudos to the Phoenix Suns for pulling out two games. Uh, those guys, those young talent, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, and just everybody, Jay Crowder, the presence on that team of veterans slash young guys is just so impressive. And Phoenix fans, I'm so happy they get to see this. Imagine if we were still in the bubble and Phoenix fans couldn't go to the games. Imagine that. But Phoenix fans, they're getting a treat. They're getting to watch, you know, all the talent, the process that they've they've built through the draft. And the NBA likes that. The NBA likes that more than what the Brooklyn Nets were doing. They they want to they want teams to build through the draft and continue the process and I think that's smart because you really see the difference because Brooklyn pulled stuff together and they were really amazing um, down the stretch. But 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 that chemistry is so important. You got to get that chemistry. And the Phoenix Suns are a great example. Work hard, have that chemistry, play, make the regular season matter. A lot of these guys in the past haven't made the regular season matter. Chris Paul, the Clippers, I mean, Chris Paul, the Phoenix Suns, excuse me, they've made the regular season matter. Play it together, play it strong, 
build that team chemistry and play hard. And I'm excited to see that game three that's happening tonight. Um, I have the Clippers uh, winning the game tonight. I just do. I think it's going to be a long series. So I have the Clippers winning tonight. We'll see what happens. Um, Chris Paul um, is probable for game three. Big deal, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going with the Clippers tonight. I think they'll rebound. Um, so yeah, we're going to get a little bit into the next topic here. And I'm not excited about talking about this because I feel really bad for the guy. But Ben Simmons, he's had a rough week. He's had a rough week, and uh, I'm being generous by saying that. But we need to, I've said this on previous podcasts too, because I believe that people are good at certain things, and they should excel at those things. I also believe other people are good at other things, and they should excel at those things. But you can't make somebody who's good at something all of a sudden become a master of something else. We try to put some of these young players in the same box as LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson. We try and we try and put some of these young NBA stars in that category of, hey, if they just develop this game, he's the next LeBron. Well, no, there's only one LeBron. I've said that also. So there's so much pressure on these young stars, including Ben Simmons. And the 76ers... God, they think they can fix Ben Simmons' uh, three-point shooting and just his shooting in general. You have like a specific program you'd like to see him follow, or yeah, I know exactly. Or... I know exactly what we want to do. Um, I, I'm I'm positive uh, in Ben. I'm very bullish on Ben still. Um, and um, but there's work, you know, Mark. There are there is, uh, and Ben will be willing to do it, uh, and that's the key. Um, you know, sometimes you have to go through stuff to see it, uh, and, and be honest with it. Um, obviously, you know, what Ben just went through, I, I can't imagine that, you know, uh, because he has so much greatness around him and all the things that he does. Um, and there's areas that he can fix quickly, in my opinion, or, and get better and that will take him to another level. So that's Doc Rivers talking about taking Ben Simmons to another level. Uh, I think I have a plan for Ben Simmons, um, and it involves trading him. Um, I think this is a big smoke screen. I don't think they have any intention of working with Ben Simmons on his stuff. I think he's they're ready to ship him off. And honestly, uh, Phillies had enough of Ben Simmons. And I couldn't agree more with the Phillies fans and what they want. They want Ben Simmons gone. They've seen, you know, he doesn't work hard, apparently. That's the report. Uh, he's he's not working on his mid-range, his three-point shot. I, I know what Doc Rivers is saying in that interview, but... That that ship has sailed, Doc. It's time to ship him off and give him a fresh start because I think Ben Simmons would thrive uh, with the Golden State Warriors or another team. I'd love to see it. I don't know what Golden State would have to give up, but you surround Ben Simmons with a bunch of shooters and you got an amazing player because the guy is very talented. I don't agree with the whole, um, we need to fix him. He can take his game to the next level. I think this is maxed. I think this is him. I think maybe he could get a little more decent at the free throw line, possibly. But this is who Ben Simmons is. And Philly fans have had to deal with this, the process. He just doesn't work with Embiid. And the sooner the Phillies' management uh, 
can figure that out, the 76ers, and just move Ben Simmons because you want to stick with Joel Embiid. I was a big Ben Simmons fan starting out. I thought he was the one that was going to be the team leader carrying them, but it's actually Joel Embiid, and they just need to ship Ben Simmons off and get a good player for them. I don't know what Golden State would have to give up. They would definitely have to give up, I think, Draymond and a couple other pieces. I, I do believe that, and maybe some picks. But I, this ship has sailed. Doc Rivers, I know what you're saying in that interview. And it's just, it doesn't work. Sometimes you have to see something fall apart for it to click and for you to move on. And that's exactly what the 76ers, this is what they had to go through. This is what they had to see. They had to see it crumble so they could rebuild it later. And I think they're going to rebuild it stronger. They need to get more shooters in Philadelphia, get Ben Simmons out of there, move pieces around, support Joel Embiid uh, in the in the post and all those that down low area where he likes to go. Get him figured out. Get his pieces. It's time to move on from Ben Simmons. And I feel bad for Ben Simmons because he went through a lot. I don't think anyone should get, you know, Philly fans criticize hard. You got to have thick skin in Philly. And so I feel for him, but he. this is what happens when you just rely on pure talent. This is what we kind of ran into with Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin was an incredible talent, you know, uh, but you have to appreciate what Blake Griffin is for himself. He ain't going to improve any, but so many people, this is what they did with Blake Griffin. They wanted him to work on, you know, other parts of his game. And I do admit, I think there is a little bit of a work ethic there with Ben Simmons and, you know, Blake Griffin, where you rely on your a God-given ability or talent, and it just doesn't, you know, work out how you think. You still have to, you know, put your nose to the ground and, you know, grind it out. And that's just what that's just what I think uh, Ben Simmons needs to do. Some of the younger players who maybe struggle with that, but overall, feel for Ben Simmons. I hope he gets to go to another team where he can thrive and really just, you know build on his skill set. I think Golden State is the best scenario for Ben Simmons. I really do, 100%. Golden State, that's the best scenario. You know, put all the pieces together, we'll figure it out. All right. So, this is a good point to segue in to Trey Young. Because we're going from somebody who doesn't have a three-point shot to somebody who is single-handedly becoming a superstar in the league, a showman of the league, almost a Reggie Miller, I want to say. Uh, the other night, he you know, got open. They're playing the Bucks, And uh, he pulled out a little uh, shimmy. A little Trey pulled out a little shimmy there uh, right before he popped that three. And uh, that, was, that was a little bit of showmanship. And so far, what Trey Young has showed us in these playoffs is he's ready for the big stage. And I, I don't think the Atlanta Hawks will get by the uh, Milwaukee Bucks at all. But no doubt, uh, Trey Young has shown us the ability, the ability that he is the next superstar in the league. And he is crazy good at shooting threes. He had so many criticisms coming out of college. The guy is a leader. The guy is a playmaker. He's a three-point shot specialist, brings the ball up, has great vision in the court, and so far what I've seen is impressive. Uh, I, I do believe the Bucks will win this series because the Atlanta Hawks are still young. Um, again, these playoffs have been so unpredictable, so it's really hard for me to say definitely what is and what isn't the case, but uh, the Atlanta Hawks have a star and a showman in Trey Young. And really that draft with Luka Doncic and Trey Young, I don't think you could have gone wrong in that. 
uh, you had two guys that were going to be pillars of the, the franchises that they went to and the teams. And so pretty much Trey Young, bottom line, guy can play. I mean, his stat line for that game was 41 minutes, 48 points, 17 of 34, 7 rebounds, and 11 assists. My God. Come on. That guy is on another level. He is, he, he went crazy. He went off in that game. You know, and I think it's funny because he was yelling at Giannis in that game, uh, or game one at least, and I, I think that was that was pretty awesome. That was game one. He was giving Giannis, uh, you know, a little bit of a lip, and I love it. <laughs> but Hawks, pretty solid team. I think they'll be they'll be contenders for years to come. I do think Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks will win this series, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna find their rhythm. Chris Middleton's been playing great, and uh, you know, just a great series overall. I can't wait to see what happens. So, the playoffs are exciting, but it's time we segue a little bit into the NFL because Aaron Rodgers' drama is still dragging out, and I just wish there would be some kind of resolution to this. Uh, I, I, I really wish that Aaron Rodgers would just come back to the Packers and try and figure things out. Um, he renewed his membership at the country club there in Wisconsin. So there are reports that he will be back for training camp because you play golf normally. Why would you renew your country club membership? Um, we've seen this before with certain players. Tom Brady put his house up for sale about a year before he moved on from New England. Um, here's the deal, though. Aaron Rodgers has to be careful because, uh, you know, it's very it's very shaky ground when you have a young quarterback in Jordan Love, and Jordan Love is showing people he can play. So he, you know, Aaron Rodgers has to be kind of careful here that he doesn't come back and Jordan Love has won over everyone on that Green Bay team. So just something to think about there, a little tidbit, but I, I believe this does mean something. Normally guys don't do things without, you know, a meaning. So the I, I believe Aaron Rodgers will be back uh, for training camp. Um, I think it's just a matter of time. I, I, I don't know how the reception is going to be in Wisconsin because so far the fans haven't been too happy with Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't know how the reception there is going to be for him. But it'll be interesting to follow that storyline. I don't want to spend too much time on the Aaron Rodgers drama today. Just going to give you everyone a kind of an update. Everyone's been following it pretty well. Uh, sports media has been covering it and keeping everyone up to date. If anything changes, I'll go ahead and post something on my Instagram. Uh, but so far, it's been kind of quiet. I do believe that they're, he's going to come back to training camp. Don't know the fan reception, like I said. Uh, Jordan Love's been playing pretty good, per reports. Uh, so, you know... Tom Brady, I want to jump to this, because Tom Brady's another league of his own, away from all these guys. Uh, there's no touching Tom. Tom is competing against Tom Brady right now. Uh, but he came out, and pretty much in an interview on Undisputed, uh, you know, in an interview he said that I was looking at different teams, and really this team was going to stick with this guy? I mean, Tom Brady is being outspoken right now. He is. <laughs> He's swearing, he's drinking, he's doing all sorts of different things that he would have never done in New England, you know, with Bill Belichick and stuff. But, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out what team it is on all these uh, sports media shows and everything. And it's it's pretty clear it's the Bears. It, it's the Bears. It's Mitchell Trubisky. 
I believe that's 100%. He wouldn't say that about Jimmy Garoppolo. A lot of people think it's the 49ers. I think it's Mitchell Trubisky. And, you know, that's another little interesting story there. Tom is really letting go in Tampa. He's really just kind of doing his thing. I love it. Tom Brady is is one of the greatest to ever play the game, and I love that he's letting go. We're, we're getting more of Tom's personality now than we ever did when he was in New England. And some of that could be because just everything in New England was serious, you know, hardworking, and Tom felt like he had to uh, be that culture, be that one that pushed that mindset. And it just shows why he's the ultimate team player. It does. It shows that. And I want to jump back into the NBA. I do. I love talking NFL. There's not too many headlines right now in the NFL, but the drama never stops in the NBA. It just doesn't. Luka Doncic, Zion Williamson, two of the biggest stars. These reports are crazy because I don't believe these reports have ever happened with players these young, this young. Um, but so far, Zion Williamson's family is not happy with the Pelicans and the talent they put around them. And Luka Doncic is unhappy with the Mavericks, Mark, Mark Cuban, who he trusts. Apparently, there's a rift. I don't know about all the rumors. They are just rumors. Nothing is confirmed. So take it with a grain of salt. But Luka Doncic is the most LeBron-like player that I have seen since LeBron James. He, all facets of the game, he does what's necessary. And you got to keep Luka happy. I've said about the NFL, and this is what I've just said. My take on the NFL is there's 53 guys on a roster, you know, each position position matters. Um, you got to keep guys happy, but overall, you got to earn, you know, it's not a player's league in the NFL. So in the NBA, though, it's a player's league. So I'm all about keeping NBA players happy in the NBA. A little different than the NFL. But you got to do what you can to keep Luka. Because <laughs> honestly, we live in a different time period. These guys, yeah, they sign the max deals and they get the money, but they can make that back. They can make it back. Don't you know? It's generational money. But if Zion goes to the Lakers, he's making it back. <laughs> if Luka goes to the Lakers, he's making it back. Uh, they'll find a way. They always do. Uh, these guys, um, I think Luka Doncic will probably sign with the Mavericks. It'll be kind of a non-story. He'll work it out. He'll stay. But Zion, I hope Zion goes to the Lakers. I do. I hope he goes to the New York Knicks or the Lakers. Big time team. He said he loves playing in Madison Square Garden. Um, he loves that. So far, his family's unhappy with the Pelicans. And I'm sorry, New Orleans. I I just... I, you can support a star, but he's going into his third year, third head coach. It doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good. I was hoping, you know, he wouldn't follow the same pattern. If he signs that Supermax, great for him. The money is good. But overall, these young guys, they, they want to win. You know, it's not like... It's not like it was where, you know, take the money, um, get paid. Uh, you know, these young guys are looking at their careers and their legacies. And they're thinking, okay, am I going to waste five, six years here in this franchise? No pieces around me? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I want to go where where it's not dysfunctional and we can win. And that's that's huge, honestly. Luka Doncic, uh, he's, so far the coach has been fired and the GM. <laughs> The guy who drafted him. So not great things happening with the Mavs right now. Uh, the Pacers, they just har uh, hired Rick Carlisle as their new coach. <laughs> they got a great head coach. I don't think they should have let go of Rick Carlisle. Uh, I, I, it's just turmoil in the Mavericks building. 
You can feel the presence. Luka is unhappy. Zion Williamson, these guys, I feel like they would thrive in big markets. Could you imagine Luka playing with LeBron and Zion rejoining R.J. Barrett? The, the headlines, the stories. Madison Square Garden was rocking without a superstar. Could you imagine if they got a superstar? Those fans would be going crazy. They'd be going crazy, man. So these these young guys, you really have to ask yourself now, if you're a young guy, what's what do you want your legacy to be? Take the money, follow the path of everyone else. That's great. But if you want to take a risk and you want to, you know, go somewhere else and win, you will make that money back. You will. Guaranteed, you will make that money back. We live in a different age where you can post stuff, get paid for ads. It's just a different time. Aaron Rodgers makes, he missed, you know, he missed out on like $500,000 for going to uh, training early uh, last month. He makes that back with a few Instagram posts. Easy. Just post something. Endorse something. Look at his state farm. I mean, honestly, it's just a different time we live in, and you really got to keep these young stars happy. They are wanting to be, you know, they want more pieces around them when they're younger, and honestly, I can't blame them. What do you think? You're just going to put uh, a Luka Doncic, you're going to be like, okay, Luka, now we do want to build around you, but we also, you know, we, we have some good pieces, you're a superstar, just make it work. No, like, you can't put that pressure on one guy. Just like Luca, yeah, he got Kristaps Porzingis, but you know, they didn't. They Kristaps Porzingis, they weren't sure what he was, and Kristaps Porzingis ended up not living up to the expectations I think that they had for him. Now apparently he's unhappy uh, with the Mavericks because he doesn't feel like he's a you know as much of a star as Luca, which is true. He's more. You got to know your role. He is. You are not the number one guy, and I don't think he's lived up to those expectations. So I believe that he will. Uh, in fact, get traded. I think that'll be a trade that just happens. But the 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 truth of the matter is, you got to build around these guys sooner than later. You got to make moves, Mark Cuban. You got to go out and get stars, a Bradley Beal, someone that can take the pressure off of Luka too, because Luka Doncic he's handling the ball like ninety percent of the time for that team. The ball handler, every possession he's touching the ball, he is worn out by the fourth quarter. That's exactly why they didn't win. That's exactly why they didn't win. He was worn out. So you got to just build around those guys. And as far as the Pelicans go, the the Zion Williamson thing, the, they got to be careful because Anthony Davis, this could turn into Anthony Davis. But I think Anthony Davis stayed there and tried to make it work. I think Zion's a great kid, and he he likes New Orleans. But I just don't think he's got the same mindset as Anthony Davis. Like I said, I think he really wants to win right away. Some of these guys just want to win right away. They've seen what, like... Giannis has had to go through Paul George, you know, they've seen like even Devin Booker, he's still young and he's going to win, but he, it took a while, you know, it took a while. I don't think these guys want to wait. I think they want to get right to it. They want to start racking up these championships because it's a kind of a competition between all of them. And I like it. I love the little uh, rivalry that people talk about between Luca and Trey Young and not so much their rivalry personally, but everyone's going to be comparing those guys. Uh, for a long time to come, just because they were taken in the same draft. But I, uh, gosh, you just got to keep these guys happy. You know, that's all there is to it. Just keep them happy. And 
this podcast. I've enjoyed doing this podcast. I'm sorry I've missed out on the last couple weeks. Honestly, things have just been crazy. Um, I've been really trying to get the music figured out. Um, I hope you guys like the song. You can leave a review of what you think of the podcast, too. Just leave it on, you know, my on the... I think I'm on Apple Podcasts, you know, Spotify. Just leave a review. It, w- it would mean so much if you guys would hit that subscribe button, too. And just, you know, let me know if I get something wrong. <laughs> and tell me if you want to hear me cover something else. Uh, my Instagram, uh, Pass it to Patrick. Just look that up. Um, follow me on Facebook. Uh, I got all these different platforms that I love posting to. Also, my Twitter, and I just really enjoy doing the podcast. You know, we're we're gonna get into more segments. We're gonna try and do more little games. <laughs> I got a couple in, in mind, but I, I'd love to close out the show uh, with a little bit of Washington football. And you know, I love mentioning uh, the Washington football team. Uh, but we need to get a name. Oh, God, we need a name. My vote is for the Red Tails, Red Wolves. Uh, those two are probably my top two. Red Hawks ain't bad. Um, but I'm, I'm going to stick with, like, Red Wolves, I think, is my number one. But, but, you know, I love talking about the Washington football team at the end of each podcast. I, it just makes me it just makes me happy. I mean, we actually got a decent team. I think we're going to do well this year. I think Fitzmagic's going to do better than people think. I, I don't mind having Fitzmagic, too. I mean, some people are like, why didn't you go out and get a quarterback? Well, who are we going to get? Who are we going to get? I mean, we should have tried to trade for, you know, Sam Darnold, maybe, in my opinion. But I just don't think he's as... I think, honestly, Fitzmagic, you know, has an opportunity to make magic happen. And I, I, I was never a fan of them trying to trade for Sam Darnold. But, honestly, Washington... I hope we do well this year. (laughs) But uh, thank you guys for listening. Like I've said before, uh, please subscribe. Leave a review. I I can't wait to get more content out to you. And I love this song. This song is an awesome song. So everyone, um, had a great show today. Um, We'll talk to you guys later.